the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, crazy happy people. Thanks for choosing the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm your host, Star Henderson, and I've got Kyle Smith with us from Pleasant Valley Corporation today. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about corporate culture and what happiness is, why happiness is important to you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, tell us a little bit about Pleasant Valley Corporation. I kind of snickered when I first read it. I'm like, oh, Pleasant Valley, how pleasant is it? <laughs> and how appropriate for our discussion right, today. Exactly. Right? <laughs> well, Pleasant Valley uh, is a uh, multi divisional company. Uh, our segments are commercial property management, commercial facility management, uh, commercial real estate, and commercial construction. Uh, We were founded in 1976 here, right in Northeast Ohio. Uh, Initially, we focused strictly on electrical. Uh, Mm -hmm. For the past 45 years, it's been a a rapid growth to where we're sitting here now, pretty close to 200 employees. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I looked at Pleasant Valley Corporation, the website, and it talks about construction, I'm thinking, okay, you know, Kyle, he's managing construction workers, but you're not really, because also the next thing I saw was a bunch of people in cubicles. So, um, (laughs) you know, why, why is corporate culture important to you? And how are you um, encompassing that through across all the types of employees you have? You know, corporate culture is is critically important. I think we all know that no matter the size of a company, it tends to have a personality, um, and that personality evolves and changes. Uh, But corporate culture is important because it's what makes everyone feel good about coming into work every day. It's what makes them feel good about the work they do. Uh, It's about the interactions that they have while they're here, uh, whether it be personal or professional. So corporate culture is critically important to having happy, productive uh, employees. So um, give us some examples of things that have worked for you to, you know, maybe you, it, was, it was going awry and you brought it back on track or just how you keep maintaining that, that good feeling of coming to work at Pleasant Valley. You know, we're a company that's founded on family values. It's a family company. And I think it, it really all starts at that point. So it's, it's a family environment to where you're not just clocking into a job and you're not just a number, mm-hmm. but you're a person, you're a name, uh, you're someone that has a, a family and a life outside of here. We realize that, we recognize that, we celebrate that uh, through uh, the employee gatherings that we have, through our newsletter, uh, through a lot of the things that we do to make this a great place to work every day. So it's really more than just you're a facility coordinator or you're a project manager, but you're you're an individual and, and we recognize that. And we really try to celebrate that. Got it. Yeah, that's a key ingredient for places that I've talked to is that, it, you know, those family values, that family feeling, which is kind of counterintuitive, right? I mean, as a small business um, entrepreneur or a wannabe, right, we hear don't ever work with family, but yet you still want those family values and that family feeling. 
Absolutely. And it's it's about supporting each other. And it's about wanting the best for, for each person that's here and wanting to see that person reach their full potential. And that's a lot of what it comes, you know, that's, that's how it manifests itself. Yeah. You mentioned your newsletter. So, are, you know, as when you talk about connecting with the people in your newsletter, are there like human interest stories outside of like what people are doing out of work? Every single month, uh, we, we highlight the, the individual who's our associate of the month. Uh, we have a, a personal interest piece that talks about them. They supply pictures that, that show what they do outside of here. Uh, we celebrate birthdays. We celebrate anniversaries. Uh, we've got a segment that we've been running for a while now where we have baby pictures mm-hmm. that are posted out there. And we have a little contest to see if we can guess who the who the person is now based upon the baby picture. Oh, okay. I thought so, you were announcing babies. So, but you're no, just, you well, we do we match. do that too. We've <laughs> had some some new babies come along the last few months, whether it's it's children or grandchildren. So we've highlighted that as well. Nice. Nice. Um, you know, what does the happiest place to work look like to you? Like where's the gaps maybe from where you are now and where is it going for you? Yeah. Great question. You know, part of it is just those things that we take for granted. Uh, it's, it's everyone walking around the building and saying good morning or hello and how are you doing? And, and, you know, taking it that next step further to say, Hey, what's going on and what's going on in your life, knowing each other on a personal level, uh, goes a long way to a happiest places to work. It's also things such as uh, our, our new associates come in and they've got a buddy that they're partnered with. And this isn't a pseudo boss. This is a buddy that helps them navigate the building. Uh, okay. You know, where can I get a, a sandwich if I step out somewhere? Or, you know, where should I park? What's the best place to park? And is there a better way to get into work every day? So it's it's those kind of things. Um, it goes back to when uh, we're preparing to bring them on board. We've got a things you should know document that we provide to them. So they know what's our dress code, uh, what entrance should I come into, uh, you know, who do I go to if I have a question about office supplies, for example. Uh, it's those kind of things. It's, it's working through a checklist. So that person comes in and their desk is set up. They've got a computer that's set up and it's ready to go. Uh, their, their office supplies are there waiting. We've got a training plan for them. So they know um, what the first five days that they're going to be here. Here's what it's going to look like. You're going to come in at nine. You're going to be training on this. So it's really putting that person when they start with the organization in the best position possible. And then I think it goes a long way too to just our floor plan. We have an open office plan here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're short walls that, that surround the cubicles. So if you have a question, if you have an issue, if you need to talk to someone, they're literally right there. <laughs> you just pop you up and to. wave your hand. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I really like that. Just the feeling that that um, evokes when you're talking about it. Right. I mean, there's nothing worse than going to a new job and it, and it feels like you're a surprise to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't have exactly. the equipment isn't ready. Um, and yeah, just that, those extra thoughts of like, what door do I go into? You know, um, how long are the breaks? When is it preferred? Right. You know, um, and you, like you said, you have a buddy and then, you know, a process for where you go to, if you have those questions. So um, it sounds like you've really walked through like, okay, this is my first day. This is how I want to be treated. Yeah, exactly. And you really try to think about it from that person's perspective. I mean, no matter who you are, uh, whether you're President Biden or or, or a high school graduate, mm-hmm. everybody has a first day. And, and what am I experiencing on that first day? What kind of emotions am I having? Well, you're you're excited, you're nervous, you're curious, you're having all those emotions. So, so how can we help that person to make that as smooth a transition as possible? Because 
you know, uh, to me, happiness starts on that first day. Mm-hmm. And do they feel supported? Do they feel celebrated? Are we glad that they're here? And then, you know, from there, it just carries forward. Yeah. You don't want that moment where they're second guessing. I chose this place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So get, them, get them from the ground, uh, that first step in the door. What other mm-hmm. kinds of programs are you guys doing at Pleasant Valley that have to do with happiness and corporate culture? You guys do trainings or... We do trainings. We have a supervisor training series. We we know we want to continue to develop our supervisors uh, to put them in the best position possible to be able to support uh, their teams and and Mm -hmm. to foster that team environment. Uh, One thing that we know that makes a a happy workplace is if you feel like you're part of something. So, you know, we want to have training. So you've got, you know, it's not just you as a supervisor on an island. You have you have colleagues that are dealing with some of the same challenges and some of the things that, that you're working through every day. So you feel like you're part of something. And then having that same feeling then cascade down to these individual teams. So again, they're part of something. There's a there's something bigger than just the individual sitting at a desk in front of a computer all day. They're they're part of a team, a team that's important to the organization, a team that we're wanting to make an investment in. Uh, and I think you know, as an associate, you pick up on and say, hey, I'm important to this organization. Mm-hmm. And when you feel important and when you feel like you're part of something, that brings out that happiness. It feels like a, a great place to work. Like, I'm really happy to be here because they're happy to have me. Sure. Yeah. It's a two-way street. And uh, exactly. and you do have to feel like you're. there's a reason for you to be there. Otherwise, you can just be home or, or exactly. Else. Um, so I'm guessing, and, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit, you know, this, these are some great ways to retain employees. How is this affecting retention and what are the best ways or other ways that you're using to affect retention? It really is. And, and uh, maybe the elephant in the room right now is COVID, right? Yeah, uh, I was going to get to that. We've all been talking <laughs> about it for a while. Let's talk about COVID because I think that, that, that plays a role here. You know, one thing that we've been committed to, uh, is making this a safe healthy place to work. And we created some some guidelines and some protocols that we follow each and every day up to and including every employee completing a daily health assessment to make sure that it's safe and it's good for them to be here. Mm-hmm. And if they're if they're not able to answer the questions in the affirmative, I'm having a conversation with that individual to determine, okay, what are the next steps that we need to take? Do we need to have that person work from home? Do we need to send that person for a test? Mm-hmm. And again, it it's not always the obvious answer, but that's the other thing that gives those that are here the comfort to know, yes, this is a safe place. I can feel comfortable here. I can feel confident that they're looking out for my best interest. Uh, yeah. and again, it contributes to that that happy work environment because if you're if you're confident in, in those that are around you that they're doing the right things and that the company supports doing the right things, you know that again, it creates that happy environment that we're looking for. Yeah. All these things point to like, you guys are thinking about that low level anxiety that people have just leaving the house, you know, leaving kids at home, maybe, um, you know, being at a new job or excelling at their job. There's that low level of anxiety of, do they got my back? Do I know what to do when things go awry? Um, And are they going to keep me healthy um, during, during the pandemic? How are you keeping people connected? Yeah. Um, you know, we have certainly mechanisms here that you'd expect. So we've got instant messaging, we've got email, uh, we're, we're big on communication. We've had to alter it, of course, because we can't bring large groups together, mm-hmm. but we've tried to flex that a little bit to bring smaller groups together, still in a setting where it's COVID safe, but we can bring them together to talk about topics. We've relied a lot more heavily on email 
and even over communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that has especially happened. during this time, uh, because hearing that message, uh, affirming the messages that we've already shared, uh, are critically important. We also rely a lot on our supervisors to bring their groups together, smaller groups in team meetings to keep them updated on what's happening in the organization. What are some things that they should be aware of? Um, you know, again, communication's a key component to being happy in your job. Do I know what's going on? Do I know what's coming up? Uh, you know, my world surprises are never a good thing and that does mm-hmm. impact happiness. Even if it's a good surprise, sometimes that still makes you a little unsure. So yeah. uh, you mentioned a moment ago, just the, trying to eliminate a lot of the low level anxiety. I think that's a, that's a big thing. I think we come into workplaces sometimes and we're, we're wondering what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can eliminate that, you, you foster that happiness more. Yeah. I mean, we, we all say we want a little bit of excitement, but we kind of like predictability in some sense as well. Right. And so very true. Um, yeah. So surprises. And I, yeah, I've heard before, right. Stress is stress, whether it's a good stress or a bad stress, right. You know, you're talking about new babies are losing your job. So it does mm-hmm. kind of seem like you're taking a little bit of the sting out of those kind of things. Yeah. We tried to. All right. So let me flip the script and ask you what's going wrong or what has gone wrong. You know, what are some, um, some things that just haven't worked for y'all? Well, you know, COVID has created its unique challenges. Um, and, you know, having none of us having ever been through this before, uh, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, so, you know, it's created a, a lot more work uh, from a documentation standpoint, from a follow up, follow through standpoint, uh, making the attempt to set protocols that then a that can apply across the board, but realizing that every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if it's necessarily gone wrong, but it's certainly been a challenge, right? A challenge. Yeah. So that communication piece is part of the the ways you guys are navigating that. What else? Yeah, it, it really is about over communicating. It is about coming together as a group. It's about all of us realizing that we're in this together, uh, that we can figure this out. Uh, that, you know, everything, what's driving our decisions is about doing what's right for our associates. And I think if you start from that spot, you can, you can meet the challenges of a situation like COVID brings mm-hmm. forth. So how, what mechanism do you have for you to listen to the associates? You know, a lot of it's walking around, mm-hmm. um, you know, formal communications is a wonderful thing where you schedule a meeting and you bring a group together and, and you talk to them. But informal communication it can be so much more valuable because it's it's much more candid. Um, it, it provides an opportunity on a one-on-one basis to, to mm-hmm. really explore what's being shared and try to understand. So a lot of it's been more informal communication, uh, recognizing that maybe someone's having a little bit of a bad day and exploring that a little bit further. Uh, but certainly that always starts with accessibility and trust. Mm-hmm. So uh, from a human resource standpoint, are we accessible? Are we available uh, for people to come to us? But just as importantly, do they trust that they can come to us, be candid, be outspoken, and that will be accepted, that'll be welcomed, and, and that we can have a dialogue and a conversation around what, what, what it is that's concerning them? Yeah, I think that's great too, right? You got to build that trust. But I was thinking too, um, you kind of have to know what right looks like so that when there is a bad day, 
you know, enough to be like, wait a minute that, you know, this is not your norm um, and go have a chat. And so water cooler chat, sidebars, inner internal messaging. These are things that you're using to do that informal communication. Exactly. And, and honestly, the, the group meetings that take place within the teams are, are critically important, but it is the, is the walking around and it's knowing each person as an individual. I know I've mentioned that a couple of times. Um, you know, and I think that doesn't rely on a, a small or a large company. It relies on your approach to people. Mm-hmm. Are, are you interested in who they are as an individual and try to understand? Because to your point, the only way you can understand what is what is right or good or, or bad is if you have a baseline right. to base that on. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I like how you said too, that, you know, this could be something that's implemented large or small companies. It just, um, it sounds more like a culture fit and a personality of the individuals who are taking care of your associates. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to come at it from that direction. Yeah. You know, are, are you, are you here looking out for the best interests of every associate? Yeah. Happy people, happy work. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. That was uh, in, informative and uh, it was great getting to know you and Pleasant Valley Corporation. Thank you very much, Darla. I appreciate you having me this morning. Amy Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag happiest places to work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix and we will see you next time.